Welcome in to Minions and Musings. Hey, welcome in, Evil Jeff, back behind the mic. You are listening to Minions and Musings. Today we are continuing on with the BX Companion Deep Dive. And this is the second part of the character section. Uh, the previous podcast, we looked at four of the seven classes. We looked at the cleric, the elf, dwarf, and fighter. Not in alphabetical order there. Today, we will look at halflings, magic users, and thieves in alphabetical order. We will also look at what does the rule cyclopedia give us extra in the character section that we don't get in the BX Companion, since we are comparing these two products, uh, and you have been following along, you see that this is already bolting on very nicely onto your existing BX OSE rules, if you want to use them. So, let's get into the last three character classes, and see what is the same, see what's the difference, and how that's going to fit into your game. Alright, first up today is Halflings. Both of our rule sets do point out that they stop at 8th level. They do not progress levels there, but they can continue to gain experience points and through those additional experience points uh, improve things like your attacks and your saving throws. So it follows in our BX Companion the same sort of uh, progression that we've come uh, used to so far. Uh, every 500,000 experience points we get something else. Now, because of the uh, halfling stopping at 8th level, then the very first step is 500,000 XP, and this is where we start getting our bonuses for uh, additional attack rolls or better Thaco as it would be. Um, they get better saving throws at 500,000, 1.5 million and 2.5 million XP. And we also see that they get additional attacks. So at 1 million, 2 million, and 3 million additional attacks. So in the end, 4 attacks per round. And we're talking about saving throws later on when we get to that part of the program back in the combat section. What do we see in our rules cyclopedia? Um, well, the... Where did it go? I was just looking at it. The first step above 8th level uh, is 300,000. Uh, eighth level, you hit 120,000. So they go up to 300,000, and then every rank later on is 300,000 after that. So they eventually go up to 3 million in the rule cyclopedia. You'll get multiple attacks at 900,000, and then again at 3 million. So they only give you 2 million, oh, excuse me, two, three attacks overall. 
And here's where we get interesting uh, items. At the 300,000 mark, 300,000 XP, they automatically take half damage from any spells or spell-like effects. Okay, so similar to what we have with the dwarves. But at 2.1 million, they also take half damage from breath weapons, just like the elf. So, I mean, this right here <laughs> really makes it, uh, makes the uh, halfling character, especially if you get it up to those higher levels in the Rule Cyclopedia, um, extremely potent character. I mean, think about that. Now, granted, we stopped getting any hit points at 8th level, but you still only take half damage, and if you save, you're only taking quarter damage from a breath weapon. So, I kind of expect the halfling to be able to withstand, uh, on average, well, once you get up there above, let's say, well, when, when you get that, it's uh, 2.1 million. I mean, at 2.1 million, if you're at that point, your saves are probably going to be extremely good. You know, just as good as the dwarf. So, it would be a very unlucky roll for you to fail. So, yeah, I mean, you could almost say it's automatic that this halfling is going to take only quarter damage. So, that'd have to be one big, big, bad dragon to take him out. So yeah, not a lot different in there between the two rule sets. Alright, next up is magic users. And we'll break this up into two spots. Uh, magic users themselves, uh, what the rules say about them, and then we'll talk about the spells in particular uh, how they gain them, what levels they're gaining them at. So, what do we have here new in our BX Companion? Realistically, not a lot. At, you know, name level, we can start building a tower and everything. In our Companion, it says, hey, most of your wizards build a tower upon reaching 11th. And this is where you can create magic items and do research, etc. Everything. Um, gaining more power as you would want to. Um, wizard could assert dominion over an area. Might tax the population. Um, one of the fun notes in the BX Companion is the last sentence of the description. Some wizards will construct elaborate dungeon complexes beneath their towers, both to cultivate guardians in the form of monsters and to test heroic young adventurers. You know, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't play magic users that often, but if I was playing a magic user at high level, if I'm building some dungeon complex underneath there to test heroic young adventurers, I've got a sadistic streak. There had to be somebody in my past that ticked me off. One of those fighters or thieves or somebody. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's kind of weird there. All right. But the Rule Cyclopedia 
adds a whole bunch more information especially when we start talking about the higher levels so in your rule cyclopedia we break you up into three different types of high-level mages one where you're an independent wizard owning your own land uh, moving into your tower um, and this is where you move into some tower you don't even seek permission of the local ruler and you just say yeah I'm gonna do it or you could ask him say hey I want to build on your land whichever leave me the heck alone and it also does talk about here if they move to a tower might build a dungeon beneath so we can uh, learn stuff and you know create dungeons and monsters etc like that then you be also could become a land-owning magic user but this time you are listed as a magist meaning that you are an employee of the ruler find somebody who's willing to hire you and support you because realizing that means that if he has to go fighting somebody you're gonna go you know throw off a whole bunch of spells and everything but this would be definitely in some ways a safer one as long as you're not hooking up with some warring guy I guess so yeah I mean there's a lot more information here the third one is a traveling magic user which they list as a magi or since we are uh, talking a singular person we could call it a magus and this is one where we can say, hey, the mages can go visit a landowning magic user, help with magic research, um, or go traveling around. And this is where an interesting difference comes between if you're a landowner or a traveling one. The landowning magic users only attract lower level magic users as followers. But the traveling magic user can attract fighters and clerics so it's a little bit different there now remember one other thing about uh, characters as they go up and this does relate back to spells top level damage of spells is 20 dice um, and I think that is said and I don't remember where I saw it I believe it's in the rules uh, cyclopedia it does mention that there's also um, first edition Dungeon Dragons as well I believe so but yeah I mean that's, a, that's one other important that they put in here at the high level of experience alright let's talk about magic user spells as we get to the higher levels of play we are adding in in both rule sets 7th, 8th, and 9th level spells. Both rule sets allow the magic user to gain 7th level spells starting at 15th level. And then we change up a little bit. In the companion, at 19th level, we add 8th level spells. At 23rd level, add 9th level spells. In the rule cyclopedia, at 18th level get 8th level spells and then at 21st level 
get ninth level spells. So, in your rule cyclopedia, you're already getting uh, a little, little more power, a little faster in there. There's also a bit of a difference in the leveling of, or excuse me, the increase of the number of spells per level between the rule set. In Rule Cyclopedia, it does slow down a little bit how many you get. They are fairly close. Let's see if I go back and double check my notes over here. Um, at 12th level is where the divergence happens between your original BX spell leveling and what the rule cyclopedia has. It's not a big difference, it's a little subtle. Uh, just, you know, is it going to throw your game off one way or the other if you decide to go from BX to rules cyclopedia here with Magic Users? No, uh, unless, you know, unless you have a problem with the higher level spells. And we'll talk about those higher level spells in a in a later section there when we get to spells. In fact, that's actually the next section after character classes is spells. So we'll see if there's any big differences there between them. But at the end, at 36 level, you get nine of every spell level. So does it really matter? I mean, if you get up to 36 level, I guess not. <laughs> you know, I guess the only thing you could add in there would be like cantrips or something or you don't forget a spell because you've cast it so many times all right next on our list is thieves this is probably one of the bigger changes rule cyclopedia has been criticized for nerfing the thief even more than <laughs> than necessary uh, big change to the thief skills, and we'll talk about that in a moment. So, what is the differences between our BX Companion and Rule Cyclopedia there? Well, when we look at the information in the text, thieves uh, basically just saying, hey, you know, you stop at 14th level with your skills, doesn't get any better, and you're either creating a hideout running the place or maybe you're continuing to you know try to hone your skills up more and more which I found a little weird there in your rule cyclopedia when we start looking at thieves they give us that same song and dance that we've seen already with at higher levels what are you going to do are you going to be a landowning thief and uh, dictates that information about being a are you setting up a part of a guild, what's the hierarchy of the guild and everything, or are you just a traveling thief, which is always part of a guild and has to meet with them, etc. Um, you can visit any branch of your thieves guild in different towns and everything, wherever they are. Or if you go into a new territory, you know, make sure that that guildmaster isn't going to, you know, be upset about you and, you know, have you offed or something like that. So, you know, I can get, I mean, just a little bit more information there that we didn't have before. Does it really add much to us? 
Nah. You know, the biggest change between the two is with the skills. Now, let's talk about BX Companion. As it says there, we're not adding anything on to their skills. Their skills that they already have, hide in shadows, climb walls, find roof traps, all that does not improve once you get past 14th level. But what they do add are new skills and give you a percentage chance to learn them. Crafting devices. So this is where your thief can construct traps that are mechanical in nature and gives you a uh, role in there to see if you do it or you know if you are able to do it or fail and if you fail by more than 10 percent uh, it actually goes off on you while you're using it so you can get to see exactly how good it is there is a physical prowess skill here uh, more or less you're doing training physical conditioning really what it sounds like to me is you start delving into more of like an acrobats features you know balancing on a tightrope without an apparatus you know doing rolls to avoid damage and so forth um, you know so it's some physical stunts in there you also get to deceive people deception so this is where things like ventriloquism can come into play disguising one's face in there and if you actually go back into your uh, expert book, page X8, you can see at the higher levels there, they give us several suggestions. In fact, I'll read that section on thieves. Uh, thieves, uh, it will be noted that thieves have high chances of success in their special abilities when conditions are favorable for that action. Thieves will therefore gain new abilities requiring greater skill and danger. These will include the ability to climb overhangs, upside down, ventriloquism, powers of distraction, and the ability to mimic voices. You know, so there, I mean, they're adding some uh, nice little bit of information. And if we go and look at the chart itself, uh, craft devices, uh, physical prowess, deception, all start F at 36% at 15th level. And then move up at the exact same rate until we hit 99% up at 36th level. Now, this is where we find one of the small little pieces of error in the uh, text here, the normal abilities. Because it said that nothing else improves path 14th level. But what you go and look at here is that pickpockets continues to increase. In fact, goes all the way up until you hit a whopping 235% at 36th level. So I'm only guessing, you know, you're doing things in such an absolutely crazy way and negatives to your chances and everything and somehow pulling it off. That's the only reason I can see it getting up to that high of a level. One other spot that adds on here as well is your backstabbing damage. It does increase. At 16th level, we get three times the amount. At 24th level, four times. And then at 32nd level, five times damage. 
the to hit bonus is still the same no matter what so we're just increasing the damage there okay that, that's fine and dandy let's look at the rule cyclopedia again this is where things really go sideways for you and let's just look at a couple of them again I said they nerfed it for us so let's look at a couple of these stats here uh, open locks you know, was 99% in BX. It's 72% in the rule cyclopedia. Uh, find, remove traps. They break them up. Find traps is 60, excuse me, 70%. Remove traps is 64. Now, looking in BX, Remove traps is the same as find traps. You know, it's the same one there. So, why do we have a splitting here? And why are they not the same level? I mean, they eventually get to be fairly close. Oh, no, they don't. They actually meet up at 26 level, but then remove traps keeps increasing at a higher rate. Okay, whichever. Um... Move silently, you're at 99% in BX, 68% at 14th level in the Rule Cyclopedia. So, you know, for those of you that are hating the thief and everything, uh, just this really does disadvantage the thief, in my opinion. Though you do get a couple of these at those higher levels that it does go above 100%. So, I mean, I guess that's okay. You know, this is where we can take some negatives to the modifier, I guess, if that's really the case for us. Alright, that's all the characters there. So, is there anything missing? What's major differences between them? In your BX book, you would have a list of weapons. There is not a list of weapons in our BX Companion, but there's an expanded list in our Rule Cyclopedia. It doesn't add a lot of additional weapons and equipment, but just a little bit more. So if you wanted to round out things, that would be probably okay. One of the biggest differences, though, is in the characters in your Rule Cyclopedia. It adds in the rules for the Druid. Remember, as a cleric, once you hit ninth level, then you can become a druid. So now we have all of those rules with that. And then we also add in uh, an additional character. And I've lost my place there. <laughs> the mystic. So if you want to play, you know, a monk, basically, because we didn't call them a monk. You know, they're, but that's what they are. Um, and they do get a maximum level of 16th level there. So just an additional little piece that you could add in there. I'm not, I'm not sold on it. I don't have to have it. But, you know, if you got to have it yourself, then okay. Rules Cyclopedia has it for you. And the last note would be on the artwork in this section. There are three pieces of art. 
The first piece uh, we've got right above the text for the magic users and it looks to be of a magic user and kind of a creepy looking fellow. Uh, very long nails, lots of uh, jewelry, got some weird headpiece that has a sort of a U um, shape to it and then in between the very top part of the U we've got this uh, floating gem that's looks like it's on flame or got power coming out of it and he's got some sort of flame from his uprisen hand beside him looks like some eyeball with some wisps of power that are trailing around the flame and kind of a I mean it's an okay piece in there we've got a female swashbuckler or pirate looking character in one of the pages and then in a weird spot right beside the magic user advancement chart I've got this could be a dagger short sword something like that but it is like with smoke or wisps of mist trailing around it and everything kind of obscuring the the whole sword really not a a great look right there beside the magic user advancement you know, it's kind of poor placement in my opinion really I mean why'd you put that there I guess you put that there because the thief advancement table is much bigger on the page and it would be kind of crammed in there yeah yeah still could have been better artwork put in here in my opinion all right well that gets us through part two the characters Finishing up in this two-part section of the podcast, uh, part three, spells of our BX Companion is next, and that'll probably be broken up into two sections. Uh, let's look at the differences in the lists between what we have for clerical and magic user spells. Um, what's the differences between them and then we'll look at any specific spells that I might find. I've, I've done a little bit of research um, not as much as I'd like to at this moment but by the time we get around to recording all this hopefully we've gone through and made all of the notes that we need to make and be able to report back to you. you know, does this uh, add a lot more? Does it add just the right amount? Does Rule Cyclopedia give you too much? We'll find out. Thanks for joining me on this journey. Whether it's insightful or not for you, hopefully it is. Uh, it definitely is something that the more I look at it, the more I say, yeah, I'm feeling the BX Companion is the way I would want to go. Might poach a thing or two out of the Rule Cyclopedia here and there. Let's see if that continues on. Y'all be good. Hopefully you're getting back to face-to-face -to -face gaming. Stay safe, and we'll catch you again.